76 of the Nerd of Book Podcast. My name is Andrew Gulak. With me is Nick Clattenburg and Josh Clattenburg. Uh, what's up? What's up? What's good. What? <laughs> Nobody does. People that, still do that. Nobody does that. No one's done that in fucking 20 years. <laughs> no one's done that since Scary Movie One. Um, and that still wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, let's get started then. You watch anything good this week? I actually did watch something good this week. Good because I didn't watch shit this week. You didn't watch anything? I, I besides wrestling, I watched one thing, but it's something I've already talked about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I actually watched this week it was a eight part. Um, I guess I don't want to say mini series, but it was like an eight part mini series. Uh, it's called Manhunt Unabomber. Okay. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, trying to think of some of the people that were in the cast. Um. Sam Worthington, which I don't know if you guys know who Sam Worthington is. Avatar thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you do know who Sam Worthington yes. is. I just feel like his name is just nice to say. Sam Worthington. Worthington. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, the, the guy who plays the Vision. Yep. Yeah, he was the Unabomber. Oh, that's right. I think this was on uh, the Discovery Channel or something. Yes, it was. Tom Bellamy or something. Is the last name Bellamy? No, Bill Bellamy. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Bellamy. Was it Bill Bellamy? <laughs> was it? Was it Bill Bellamy? It was. Uh, the Vision's last name Bellamy. That guy. No, uh, it's um. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Be- Fuck. Paul Bettany. Damn it. Still would have loved to see Bill Bellamy as the Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> That's profiling. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And. <laughs> and what uh, of it? What uh? What is it? It had uh, Christopher Noth in it. Christopher Noth was in it. Who the fuck is that? He was, uh, he was in like Law and Order season one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like way back when, like way before they did SVU. Yeah. So uh, it was just Law and Order. Okay. But yeah, it was an eight part. Um, like I guess it was like I said, it was like a mini series. Yeah. But uh, it kind of revolves around the Unabomber. Yep. That's the title, mm-hmm. and uh, it shows like how over the years he was. I don't want to say taunting. The police, but like he was like having like writing letters, and he showed like his signature things that he did with bombs, so like people would know know it was him. Right. Yeah. And uh, he got caught. It's like the wet bandits. Yes. Leaving his calling card. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, they. I was telling the talking to Josh about this, saying that the only reason they caught him was how he wrote a letter to. It was a letter, like his old man, his manifesto. Yeah. Um, but a letter that he previously wrote to like the FBI or the CIA or whatever, and there was one part in there that matched his manifesto. Okay. That's how they caught him. Nice. That was the only way that they like we knew that this guy was the Unabomber. Yeah. And um, yeah, it also had um, oh, I can't, I can't remember remember his name. Uh, he was in the league. Uh, Mark Duplass. Was that the the main? I know there was a lot of main characters. Not Steve Renazzi or whatever. Not the guy who lied about nine eleven. Mark Duplass, and then. Uh, he was the one that uh. The one that made the movie Creep. Have you seen Creep? Yes, that guy. Yeah, that's Mark Duplass. Okay, yeah, he was in there. He played uh Bob Kaczynski. Okay. He played his brother. Yeah. <laughs> um. Did Sam Worthington play the Unabomber? No, Sam Worthington plays um. I can't remember his first name, but I know. I think it was. Might have been Jim or like Larry Fitzgerald. Okay. And uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Steven. I was gonna say I'm like <laughs> graduate, proud graduate of University of Phoenix. <laughs> give me the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, he played uh, Fitzgerald, which was pretty much the main guy who caught uh, Ted Kaczynski. Okay. Yeah, and they um, they show it also from his point of view, mm-hmm. Kaczynski's point of view of like. Why he did things. Um, it showed, like, the shed out in the middle of fucking, like, mis- middle of nowhere Montana. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Which is everywhere in Montana. Pretty much. There and is no somewhere in Montana. There is no... There, there is no anywhere. No. <laughs> you want to go You want to go anywhere? It's 20 miles either direction. <laughs> like, probably, like, 500. Yeah, probably. But, um... Dumb rectangle of a state. <laughs> but, yeah, so, um... Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Is I I don't want to use the word educational, but it kind of was. Yeah, you know, definitely informative. Informative, and it had that insight into like what 
we remember it kind of as kids. You know, like the whole Unabomber thing. We remember it as kids, but... Yeah, it was on the news a lot. It was like, oh, you know, there's another bombing. And yeah. And the sketch of a man in aviators with a hoodie on. <laughs> yep. That's all I remember about the, the That was actually the funny thing about that. They explained about that. Oh, really? That that wasn't even the sketch of the Unabomber. Oh. That was a woman who sat with the police sketch artist. Yep. Who pretty much after like sitting with him for hours describing who she saw, she pretty much just ended up describing the guy in front of her, the police sketch artist. <laughs> so he kind of sketched himself. Excellent. And it showed a picture of him holding up the magazine and the sketch artist. And it was him <laughs> side by side. And it was one of those things where I was like, huh. Wow. So yeah, yeah, that does really look like him. <laughs> And then uh, I guess they found another sketch yep. somewhere of who they thought was the Unabomber, and they put it side by side, and it looked like Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, really didn't watch anything else. That was it. All right. Uh, Josh, did you watch anything? Um, I just started watching the uh, second season of American Crime Story. Uh, the first season was the one that focused uh, focused on O.J. Simpson. Okay, yeah. So this one's focusing on the assassination of Gianni Versace. Oh, oh, is that what that is? Yep. Yeah, because I've seen. I didn't know that was like another American crime story thing. Yep. I thought it was just the assassination of whatever. Yep. So uh, they have um, the first two episodes out already. Um, what what is is this just on TV or? Yeah, it's on FX. Okay. It runs like Wednesday nights at ten o'clock. Okay. Um, pretty much it's, it starts out showing, um, you know, the guy who's playing Versace, that's, um, Edgar Ramirez. You might've like seen him before. Um, here's like a picture of him. Oh yeah. So you've seen him in probably like he a He was on Just Shoot Me? Yeah, he was like in Oh yeah. No, not, it's not that guy. <laughs> does it? It kind of does. does look like that guy. It does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that guy looks familiar though. So... <laughs> Elliot, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck, now I want to watch that show. It was so good. <laughs> so and the girl with the unibrow, and then uh, that old bitch, David Spade. <laughs> no, not David Spade. She's <laughs> the girl with the unibrow, and he's the old bitch. <laughs> so uh, the first episode starts off with um, Versace. He leaves like his mansion in Miami, and he, you know, walks to the. Uh, Looks like the end of the block almost. Picks up a couple magazines, comes back, and he gets shot. Mm-hmm. And it's by you know this guy right here, um, Andrew Kunanen. But it's played by uh, Darren Chris. I don't know. He apparently he was a he, Peter Chris's son. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it looks just like him. Enrico Colantoni. Tony. Looks just like him. He's like a Latino version of him. <laughs> so that's him. And they got Chris. That sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, man. he play, It was on the uh, show Glee. I heard. Uh, oh, I know where I know him from. It's that the the musical Flash episode where they had a bunch of people from Glee on it. Oh, they did. He played the music master. Uh, music master. <laughs> I think. Is that was is that what the guy's name? Was, was that like a shitty? Master? Was that a shitty Flash villain? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except in the, the in the show, I don't know how he is in the comic books. So I've never read it before. But in the show, he was like the music master, insanely powerful, like <laughs> like one of the most powerful beings they've ever had on the show. Um, so you got Kunanen who shoots him, I think like two or three times and then escapes and like evades police for like almost a week. Yeah. Um, but then what they do is they go back in the, in the first episode and they start kind of like showing how Kunanen was trying to get into, um, Versace's life. Like Kunanen was described as somebody who, um, had like a, you music, know, music meister. Maybe. Oh, oh Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, he's somebody who was described as like having a, a genius level IQ. Okay. Um, but he was. Uh, Notice the pattern here of yes. like oh, we've always talked about like when we talked about Mindhunter and a couple other like some of the books that yeah. I've been reading, how they like serial killers or just like people that like. Do I don't really like, fucked up shit. Yeah, like they are like of genius IQ. Yeah. So. He apparently killed a couple people before Versace. Okay. Like, he had a killing spree, and it started in, like, Minneapolis. Um, it was the same year Versace was killed, but it started in April. Versace was killed, and I think, in, like, July. So he um, kills um, 
this formal uh, former naval officer um, in Minneapolis. Uh, he then kills uh, an architect um, in looks like Minnesota in May. Uh, then he goes to Chicago, kills a real estate developer um, in May. Um, a couple days later, kills a 45-year-old caretaker, um, and then ends up in Florida, and that's when he's kills Versace. He's pretty much a fucking serial killer. Pretty <laughs> much, yeah. Versace. Yeah. But um, he was described as being a, a gay gigolo. So <laughs> that just made him mad. He was taunted by police being called a gay gigolo. Like, that guy is just a fucking gay gigolo. <laughs> Stop calling me that. <laughs> Sucking dicks for money. Piece of shit. So fucking I, fucking buff Bagwell. Yeah. It sounds like some, something that you would bully a kid with in junior high. Off a gay <laughs> Does that shit get thrown around at school? No, they're not. They're not that advanced. Oh, okay, yeah. Jigolo has too many syllables. No. To say it. They just they just stick with faggot. <laughs> Much more believable, actually. If I heard somebody say like, "Oh, you're a gay jiggle," I would start laughing my ass off. That's and the most tame thing I've heard all day. <laughs> and you shut up, faggot, from the back of the room. God damn it. Mr. Josh. Mr. Josh. <laughs> Mr. Josh is homosexual. <laughs> now I need to know how to look, how to say that. Hang on. We have to look up Mr. Josh. <laughs> Mr. Josh in Spanish. It's just Senior Josh. <laughs> No, uh, no, it's me, sir, Josh. Yeah, <laughs> me, just take out the T. Me, sir. <laughs> uh, faggot apparently is maracon in Spanish. Okay. Good to know. That's probably been in some like GTA games that I've missed. Just out of nowhere, you're in class and you hear that. You're like, hey! <laughs> no, you're a faggot! <laughs> uh, homosexual is just homosexual. <laughs> it's probably homosexual. <laughs> Or Mr. Gay. Mr. Gay. <laughs> Mr. Sockcock. Mr. Sockcock. Mr. Fuck Dick. <laughs> Mr. Gay Jiggle Mr. Spread Button. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, he, what he, his MO was like seducing like, like wealthy gay men and kind of like living off them and then moving on. Um,. But yeah, he apparently suffered from antisocial personality disorder. So he like craved that. He was like a pathological liar. Yeah. And it shows that developing uh, in the first and second episode. He's seeing how uh, you know his dad um, worked on like a he lived on like a pineapple farm and he was building sets for Titanic and it's like all over the place. Yeah. Um. So they're starting to show you how he's like developing and how his his mind works um what was it there was somebody who popped up in there um did you guys ever watch that show new girl yes okay. i love new girl okay um this the guy who plays so gay it's a fucking good show. if you watch it you would i just love how he's just like yes i, I watch it i've talked about it on the show before i, I think you're out i've watched like every episode and then uh I got Megan to watch it, and then she watched every episode. He was in the episode last night. You know, you know the guy who. Oh, played, I haven't seen any of the new ones. Uh, you know the guy who plays Schmidt. Yeah, he's the best character on the show. So he was in uh, American Crime Story. Okay. He was playing like the the gay friend to uh, Andrew Cunanan. Oh, nice! But <laughs> it took me a second to look at it. It took me a second to figure it out because he looked like uh, you know Freddie Mercury, but yeah, like yeah. but like with the AIDS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the AIDS. I think uh, Max Greenfield, I think is his name. Yeah. yeah. So it took me a second because he had like a near shaved head and a beard or like a really like heavy mustache. And I was like, fuck, that's the guy from New Girl. Yeah. Uh, he's the best. He's the best character on New Girl too, Schmidt. He's absolutely ridiculous. But um, yeah, like later on, I, I think the episodes are, I think it's only like 10 episodes or something. But yeah. you're later going to find out that um, uh, like a week after... He kills Versace. He commits suicide on a on a houseboat. Okay. But they're kind of jumping back and forth. They'll show like uh, a little bit of Versace's rise to fame. Um, his sister Donatella, mm -hmm. that's played by um, Penelope Cruz. Penelope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> playing a ninja turtle in this Versace murder mystery. Penelope. <laughs> 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 
uh, Ricky Martin's in it. <laughs> what the fuck? Is he also a gay gigolo? So I'm pretty sure that's his occupation in real life nowadays. He's, he is described as the companion to Versace. Yeah, I bet he was a companion. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, short shorts and shirtless Ricky Martin in there. Excellent. <laughs> he's, li- he's definitely living La Vida Loco. Oh, no shit. <laughs> um, so I've been watching that. Um, before that last night, just randomly... John Wick was on. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, it's not Spike anymore. It's the Paramount Network. Really? Oh, they actually changed the name? Yep. Ugh. They were building it up for a while, and then I was like, hey, where's Spike? And I was like, oh, what the... Right, whatever. Yeah, the Paramount Network really rolls off the fucking tongue. Yeah. yeah. So stupid. Spike was cool. Yeah. It was like the guy's version of Lifetime. <laughs> what the fuck was it called? It, before it was called Spike, it had some crazy name like... Like the network for only for men or something like that it has some like a, its name was like an entire sentence. I forget what the fuck it was. It was something like the network for men. Um, TNN. No, it was after TNN and before Spike TV. <laughs> um, so I started watching that, even though I've seen it a ton of times. Um, and then I told my brother later on, I was like, hey, hey, I picked up John Wick too. You want to watch that? Yeah. Um, because they're already working on the third one. Um, I guess they've already gotten the, uh, the villain for it. Yes. Um, somebody you might have seen before. I guess he was in one of Keanu Reeves' movies as well, like that 47 Ronin. I guess he oh, was yeah, in there. Song. He was, I remember him being in, uh, Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. Okay. Um, not a major name, but, like, if you saw him, you might be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I started looking up some of the trivia on here, and it was really interesting. Like uh, <laughs> He played dead gook number four <laughs> in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> um, Keanu Reeves did almost all of his own stunts. Oh, yeah? And Keanu Reeves is up there. I mean, he's... Yeah, he is. He's, what, like, mid to late 40s? I would think so, yeah. Um, let's see what else here. Speaking of Keanu, I read online that the uh, guy that's writing or directing Bill and Ted 3 is having trouble finding funding. <laughs> yeah, I guess they said that nobody wants to see, like, you know... Nobody wants mid- to see Bill and Ted 3. Middle-aged Bill and Ted. Yeah, that's going to be weird with no With no George Carlin. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the other dude, I don't know the guy who played... Which, I don't even know, which one's Keanu Reeves, Bill or Ted? He was Ted. Okay, so the guy who played Bill, like, what the fuck has he done in the since Bogus Journey? Nothing. Uh, he, he was um, in Lost Boys. Oh, that's... Oh, well, that was, like, that was 30 before, years ago. That was definitely before Bogus Journey. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. Like, Bogus Journey was in the 90s. Yes. Um. Yeah, I remember like. Is he dead? No, he can't be dead. They have a they have a movie. That's why they having trouble finding funding? It's gotta be all CGI, an all CGI bill. Ridiculous. Gonna be like Grandma talking. Um. I guess in the original script, they wanted like a guy who was in his mid sixties. Okay. But I guess the what is it? The head of the um studio was like. You know, they don't want somebody who was, like, actually older. They wanted somebody who was more, like, seasoned in the film industry. Right, yeah. Um, and who could, like, potentially be alive to do sequels <laughs> and sequels and sequels. Uh, it said the story was loosely inspired by an incident in Texas involving former Navy SEAL Marcus Luttrell. Jesus Christ, is so, that guy a fucking maniac? <laughs> listen to this story. Alright. Um, you know, it said, yeah, he wrote Lone Survivor. Um... You know, said Lutreau was given a yellow Labrador puppy who he named uh, Daisy after the uh, members of his fi- uh, fire team. So I guess it was like, uh, you know, it shows like Daisy all in He's capital the, is letters. Is he the guy from Lone Survivor? I saw Lone Survivor. That's the Mocky Mark movie, right? Yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. Um, so on April 1st, 2009, about 1 a.m., Lutreau was awakened by a gunshot and saw four men drive away. Daisy was dead in his yard from a gunshot wound. He armed himself with two... Nine millimeter Beretta pistols and chased the men through four counties Jesus in his truck until police apprehended them. They taunted Luttrell, threatened to kill him, and indicated no remorse for their actions. They were later sentenced for animal cruelty. Luttrell later stated, "I spared them because I've killed enough people already." Jesus, that's, Christ. that's fucking scary as shit. <laughs> oh my god, I spared them. Like those guys are gonna see Marcus Luttrell when they enter hell. Yeah, good lord. <laughs> <laughs> He's just gonna be sitting there cross out waiting yeah. like, with the Berettas hey. <laughs> ready to just rape them <laughs> with a necklace made out of his other victim's ears. <laughs> fucking plot to Universal Soldier. <laughs> oh boy, but um, can you hear them? Can you hear their screams? 
than that, uh, not too much. I, there is a show that's coming up I want to watch. I don't know if you guys have seen the preview for it on Netflix. It's called uh, Altered... Altered Carbon. Yes. Fuck yeah. Oh, I cannot so wait. so good. Is it? Altered Al- Carbon. Altered Carbon. It's, um... Saying the name twice doesn't help me out okay. with what it is. All right, so here's... <laughs> it's Altered Carbon! It's like a somewhat cyber... Altered Carbon! It's like a so- somewhat cyberpunkish uh, looking movie. It's, it's kind of like um, Blade Runner almost. Yeah, it was described as okay. Blade Runner meets... Something else that had more action because it looks like it has a lot of crazy fucking action and like martial arts and shootouts. It's Blade Runner meets Suicide Squad. It actually has the lead guy from Suicide Squad in there. Oh, this thing's gonna fucking tank. Uh, It's supposed to be fucking amazing. It looks. I gotta admit, it actually looked pretty good. I was like, all right, I'm I'm interested. All right, like first week of February, right? It's next Friday. Yeah. Yeah, shit. That's something I'll probably watch right away. All right, I'll I'll have to uh, I'll have to look into that. Um. So here's the uh, the premise to it. It says thanks to an invention called the cortical stack humans are effectively immortal your personality and memories everything that makes you you exists in your stack which nests embedded in your spine if your body or your sleeve as the show says dies you can be re-sleeved as long as your stack remains intact and the show is going to follow the guy who played you know rick flag okay uh, his, his name is T- takeshi kovacs it's Takeshi? Yeah, Takeshi. What the fuck? That's a white man. (laughs) Pretty sure that that Captain Flag was a white man. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not sure where the story is taking place. I'm assuming it's probably... Maybe it's like... Asia? Yeah, maybe it's like a Big Hero 6 where San Francisco and Tokyo combined to make one city called San Francisco. (laughs) What? You ever saw Big Hero 6? No. It took place in San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco. Are you sure that's what it was called? <laughs> but yeah, uh, maybe it, maybe it's like, uh, I don't know, the Japanese culture has merged with the rest of the world's culture and just taken over the entire planet or something. I don't know. Um, so he's part of a la- uh, the last group of futuristic freedom fighters, and he gets woken up and re-sleeved 250 years after his arrest. Um, and they said there's actually no more jails. They just put your stack on a shelf for the duration of your sentence. Mm. Um, Kovacs is tasked with solving the murder of one of society's elite. Um, so this guy, one of the elite's stack was destroyed in the, his killing, but thanks to like his vast wealth and frequent uh, backups, he gets to keep on going, which um, adds to more like wrinkles in the murder case. So, it sounds pretty good. It says it's equal parts Blade Runner and uh, uh, William Gibson. It's like kind of cyberpunk, uh, sci-fi, noir. Yeah. Um, it looks really cool. It sounded pretty really good. Cool. I mean, I was okay. gonna say, if you can check out the trailer at any point, you know, definitely do it. But, All right. Uh, other than that, that's it for me. All right. Well, the only thing I watched besides wrestling was Raising Hope, which I talked about last week. And I watched a few more episodes. I'm like almost through the second season again. So okay. Basically it. And then we watched wrestling. Uh, a pretty big week in wrestling. Yes, we did. We had the Raw 25, 25th anniversary episode. And it started out... Excellently. It, it did. With uh, Shane McMahon and Stephanie McMahon coming out to the ring, introducing their father who started Raw and everything. Vince McMahon comes out. They present him with like a plaque. He tells The thing that, that made me that made me laugh hysterically was the fact that um, they said, they were like, we did a GoFundMe count for yeah. this. And I was like, you rich yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I was like, that shit better not be fucking true if they really didn't make a GoFundMe account. That'd be fucking ridiculous. Some of the richest people on the goddamn planet. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, they presented a Vince McMahon with a plaque, and then he tells them that it looks cheap. Yes. <laughs> that's all he got was a plaque after 25 years. And then uh, yeah, he does that whole thing, gets the crowd pissed off at him, calls everyone Brooklyn retards, more or less. Pretty, pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Stone Cold comes out, and it yes. was glorious. Didn't have to wait long to hear that glass break, and I watched nope. him come out. Uh he, if it wasn't for his knees, he still looks like he could wrestle no problem. Oh, like, absolutely. Like, he comes out looking basically the same as he always did. He it looks like he didn't change at all. Like, you've seen some wrestlers that you haven't seen in 10 years. You're like, holy shit, you yeah. let yourself go. Right. 
And then you see him where I'm like, damn, dude, you work out all the fucking time. Yeah. Like, the only thing you can tell that he can't wrestle anymore is when he goes for the kick before a stunner. Yep. He can barely get his leg up in the air. Oh, absolutely. Like, he can barely lift it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he he gives Shane McMahon a stunner after, like, pretending he's got a side with him, like he always does. Yep. And then uh, pretends that him and he's not going to give Vince a stunner and, like, cheers him with the out beers and shit like that, like he always does. Gives him a stunner anyways. And then... Shane McMahon gets up, gives him another stunner, and then yep. he just goes out just chugging beers and shit like that, like always. It was pretty glorious. Um, uh, they kept jumping back and forth between there and the other... Manhattan Center. Manhattan, yeah. And uh, it was like a tiny venue. It made it look like a fucking ECW event. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that was probably... I'm guessing that's where the first Raw was, probably. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's where Raw began, right there. Yeah. Uh, so, <coughs> see, one of the other big things I remember was in the smaller area, they had DX come out. Yes. So, Shawn Michaels and Triple H come out. Then they bring out X-Pac. Yes. Then they bring out, bring out Road Dog Jesse James, and Badass Billy Gunn. Yes. New Age Outlaws. Uh, then, then they bring out uh, Razor Ramon. Yep. Scott Alke Hall. Yep. Hey. <laughs> DDP Yoga saved his life. Hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> Come out as Razor Ramon, not Scott Hall. Yes. <laughs> um, so he came out. Kevin Nash was nowhere to be found, uh, which after they said he was going to be there. Um, well, I mean, uh, I saw on, I can't remember what uh, page it was, but they were showing uh, a video of him recovering from knee surgery. Yeah. So, yeah. motherfucker, they make crutches. Yeah, I know. Could have came out with one crutch under your arm and come, hey, come hey. out on a scooter and depress everyone. Yeah. <laughs> meep, meep. He's just coming off. That's a big scooter. He's like half asleep. Like it in. Scott Hall's trying to steal pills out of his bag and then so I hang off the bag of the uh, He just comes out and just keeps hitting into the fucking wall back and forth. He takes the ring. <laughs> I was Diesel, remember? <laughs> you remember me? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he comes out, and then uh, the... Scott Hall throws out throws up a two sweet. Yes. And then as soon as he does that, Battle Club music comes on. Yes. And then the Battle Club comes out. They all uh, two sweet in the center of the ring, which is very nice. And then the revival shows up, making their big return out of nowhere. I did not expect any kind of return like that on the 25th anniversary. Yes. So they show up. Uh, Scott Hall throws his toothpick in Scott Dawson's face. Immediately, his, immediately injured. Yep, ruptured his retina. Yep. <laughs> no, they had a match, um, Revival versus, uh, Gallows and Anderson of the Battle Club. And, uh... And then they, uh, proceeded to receive every single finisher. <laughs> yep, they from got, all. they got the X-Factor. Yep. X-Pac, they got, uh, the Famouser from Billy Gunn. Well, no, uh, what is it, Road Dog did the, uh, the, the punch, punch combo. The punch combo. And then Billy Gunn came in, did the Famouser. Yep. I think the then sweet chin music, sweet chin music into a pedigree. Yep, and that, I think that was. It. Oh, and then uh, and then they laid them out in triple, and they all told uh, Finn Balor to yep. go up and do the uh, coup de gras. So that's yes. what ended it. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Undertaker came out. Didn't need to see Undertaker at all. He'd been gone for like fucking three months. I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, it. I. I don't know, man. Like there was so many missing pieces to the twenty fifth anniversary. There was so many people that you didn't see. Right. Like. Randy Orton wasn't there. Yeah. Um, the Rock wasn't there. Yeah. Um, that was surprising that The Rock didn't show up. Bret Hart. Yeah. Edge. Oh, fuck Edge, but yeah. I know, we already said that. <laughs> um, I, British Bulldog wasn't there. Owen Hart. Uh, Owen Hart wasn't there. Umaga. Yeah. Umaga, Test. Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> None of these guys were there. That's crazy. Macho right. Man Randy Savage. I mean, for, for 25 just years. Disrespectful is what yeah. they are. Hogan. Eddie Guerrero. Hogan wasn't there. Yeah. Of all people, Hogan wasn't there. I think Booker T requested he wasn't there. Hogan. Only Booker T's allowed to say that word. Yeah. Hogan's going to try to whip out his dick and fuck something. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Booker T uh, and saying the word nigga, <laughs> Mean Gene Oakland was there. Yes. Because he's the one that had to kind of pretend that he didn't hear Booker T just say that. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. <laughs> so, Stevie Ray. <laughs> Holy shit, he's out of control. Someone take the cocaine mirror away from Booker T. Don't you have Stevie Ray's autograph? No, no, I just, I, I touched his arm as a child as he came, because I had an aisle seat at, at a, uh, uh, like a, a dark show. It was oh, a house it, show? It was extra dark. <laughs> Stevie Ray Booker T there. It was way before Wesley Snipes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, Harlem Heat came out and, uh, 
uh, yeah, I can reach his greasy giant arm. Yes. Or I saying as a little good. Um, like seven. But yeah, there was so many missing people from the show, and even some of the matches that they had were just so lackluster. It was like. Yeah, I, I was honestly surprised that they even had matches. I thought it was just going to be moment after moment of, like, just got, like, old school guys. That's what out. I thought. I thought it was going to be, like, a nostalgia yeah. type Which thing. Which would have been fine with me. It, I like, would have been okay if you actually did it fucking right. Yeah, because there wasn't any meaningful matches. No. Like, it was cool to see the revival back, but that, it was a, it was like a fucking, basically a squash match. It was yeah. so quick. But there was, then there was so many other things that it ended up being a five-hour show that they only televised... Three. Three hours. And then on Hulu, where I watch it, they only showed 90 minutes. Yes. So, like, they, like, missed tons of shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there was so many other, like, YouTube clips and Instagram videos that I saw of other matches. Yeah. Like, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy wrestled. Really? Uh, They wrestled in Manhattan Center. Um, Rollins and Jordan sat down with Christian when they, like, brought back the peep show. Yeah. Um... The bar came out during, uh, what is it, Rollins and Jordan being there. Uh, there was so many other things that nobody saw right. until you saw it on Instagram. Yeah. And I want to see, and the Boogeyman was there. The Boogeyman was, was there. He was in full wrestling gear, but the only time I saw him was when he came out and they surrounded the ring. Who was in the ring at that time when they had everyone out there? Um, like, what were they even doing? I can't even remember. That was um, for Braun Strowman. Right, yeah. yeah. Braun Strowman, yeah, Kane. Strowman, Lesnar, and Kane out. Uh, yeah, Boogeyman was out there, and he's in full wrestling gear. I was like, holy shit, I gotta see Boogeyman eat some worms and then spit them into someone's mouth. Yep. And then he didn't do shit. It was fucking sucked. Uh, although they showed a quick, like, two-second clip of him doing some shit with worms that they just didn't show. Yeah, they, uh, there was that was the other thing. There was a segment backstage that uh, the New Day came up to the Boogeyman. Oh, yeah? And they, like, handed him pancakes. Yeah. And worms on top of No, him. and he, I guess he ate part of the pancake, and he, like, gave him a thumbs up. Yeah. And then the boogeyman gave Xavier Woods worms. <laughs> and he was just like, I, I, and you actually saw, Xavier Woods actually put him in his Did mouth. He? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But it was one of those things, like, there was so much untelevised stuff. Yeah. I feel for the 25th anniversary, it was so lackluster. They should have just had, like, a... WWE Network special event, like a pay-per-view. Yeah. But a Monday Night Raw. Yeah, they should have had something. And I'm sure they probably wanted to do something like that, but their contract with USA would not allow them to do something like that because USA has yeah. Raw. So. But it would have been a lot better that way. And everyone would have gotten to see everything so they could make it as long as they fucking want. Shit, Royal Rumble's probably going to be like six hours because it starts at seven and it's probably going to be at least a one-hour kickoff show, if not two hours. Yeah, and then plus you have both Royal Rumbles. Yeah. And then yeah, numerous got, other matches in between. Championship, main championship matches. Yep, I think. I, I probably no cruiserweight championship match anymore because Enzo Amore is fired. Got fired. <laughs> he got suspended on on Sunday. It was announced that he was suspended. He got one million followers, man. Take this dick. <laughs> <laughs> he got suspended on Sunday. This is the cruiserweight champion, folks. He got suspended on Sunday for because uh, he had allegations against him of rape, uh, and then he was fired. Oh. He was fired. He said on Sunday he was he was suspended for was released for sexual assault on yes. Sunday, and then uh, on Monday you hear that he's fired. Yeah, it was like an hour before Raw. He yeah. was released yeah. from the company. He came to uh, came to an agreement on his yeah. release. That's where they said rape, not sexual assault. Anymore. Yes. So yeah, he's been accused of a woman of uh, by a woman of Philomena. And uh, was her, she that's her name. Oh, okay. She has like a Twitter where she's posted a bunch of shit oh, about okay. it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, what is it? Because Ryan and myself were talking about it last night. And even he was saying that some of the shit that she's posting, saying, like, I guess she wanted to hook up with one of Enzo's friends. Yeah. And Enzo pretty much was like, no, I'm not having it. No, nah, I'm getting my sex. Son. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess they, uh, they fed her a bunch of drinks and, yeah. like, pills or whatever. And, you know, she woke up on a couch next to Enzo and... Yeah, I guess yeah. like you know whatever you know Dick was he has was hanging out. Yeah, and uh, I guess he was really trying to like press on her. Yeah, and she was like, "No, I don't know you, or like I want to get to know you, or whatever." Yeah. And that's when he said he was like, "Bitch, I have one million followers on Instagram." <laughs> I was like, "That's your lead in before that's a hotline." That's a, that's definitely a hotline before rape. Yeah. 
Uh, but uh, it's unsurprising. My, my numbers don't match that. I can't do that. I can't do that. <laughs> it's unsurprising based on like any other stories I've read about Enzo, uh, like out of character. I'm on a podcast. Oh shit, that doesn't work either. I'm on a podcast. We got like 150 subscribers. <laughs> on the last check was like 340. Excuse me. <laughs> it's having yeah. fluctuating. What? That, those numbers aren't, like, exact subscribers, so every time I check, it's between, like, 250 and, like, 350. So I'll still know. take so it. I don't know what the exact uh, We got 400. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll round up to that. You 5,000. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the subscription. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, it's likely that he probably did that shit because he seemed like a fucking scumbag. Yes. I read the story about him being at, like, a strip club and the stripper tweeting about what a piece of shit he was and shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah, probably likely. Um, yeah, he'll get signed to Impact Wrestling. Probably. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, anything else on Raw that you can think of? Um, can't really think of anything. It was just very lackluster to me. It like, was. I thought it could have been a lot better. Yeah. Um, it just needed to be, like, maybe the three-hour show would have, was better. I don't know. I feel that if they cut out the, the wrestling side of it and yeah. they did more of a appreciation. Yeah. For People all, just want to see the legends. They that's all it was. About like the dumb matches that they no. had. None of the matches meant. No, because what the Miz won the Intercontinental Title back, which I was actually happy about. I really didn't care either <laughs> way. Yeah. Um, the only other thing was they had that one quick segment where it was all the women of the WWE. Oh yeah, that came out. And it was like there was still so many women missing. Yeah. Like Lita wasn't there. Yeah, that was weird. Sable wasn't there. Yeah, Beth Phoenix. Yeah, Beth Phoenix. They had some, like, they had other people that, like, Michelle McCool, who gives a fuck about her? Kelly Kelly. Michelle McCool, is, I actually read it on Instagram. Michelle McCool is Undertaker's wife. Is she? Yeah. That's probably why she was there then. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Like, Maria Canellis. Yeah. She was there. Uh, Kelly Kelly. Yeah. Um, Trish Stratus was the only good, like, obvious one that they should have had and they did have. Yeah. And she was the last one to come out. But, I mean, there was so many other women that are a part of wrestling that weren't even there. I really don't know why Lita wasn't there because Lita's, like, on the kickoff shows and shit like that. So she's already, she's, like, working for the company currently anyways. Yeah. So what the fuck? Like, did something happen? Is she suspended? Did it might, it might have been one, something? It might have been one of those things that she maybe just didn't want to be a part of it or... It seems unlikely. Though. It does because, I mean, she was a women's champion for yeah. a, a long they time. Clip, they showed, like, the all-time clips of, like, Lita and Trish Stratus matches, like, with her doing the moonsault on yeah. Trish Stratus. Like, an iconic Raw moment. That, yeah. I don't get it. I don't know why she wasn't there. There had to be something else going on. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, there was there was so many just too many gaps yeah. for me. Yeah. You know, and I didn't. Excuse me. I didn't like the jumping back and forth. That was probably yeah. a thing with me. If you're gonna host one thing, you should have hosted it at Manhattan Center. Yeah. The only tickets that were there for that show is the only ones yeah. that were available. And they should have had only Jr. and King commentating the whole thing. Yes. And Michael Cole can go fuck off somewhere else, even though he's been there for like 20 years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, um, back when he had his frosted tips. Oh, he was so cool. <laughs> still got that, still hanging on that soul patch, though, with a fucking death grip. <laughs> uh, I thought he had like a full goatee now. I don't think so. I don't know, I didn't notice. Eh, whatever. I'm pretty sure he just has a dot, like a freckle of hair under his lip. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, yeah, then uh, Smackdown... The um, best part of SmackDown, both Ryan and I said this, best part of SmackDown, surprise RKO. That was it. That was truly an RKO out of nowhere. It really was. <laughs> like, no idea For, he was I there. Know you, I know you're not a huge wrestling fan, uh, Josh. Have, but a, Yeah, I've seen what RK, the RKO is. But it's, it's a like, diamond cutter. It's pretty much a diamond. It's like a running diamond cutter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so what happened was you had Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. Yeah. Uh, Shinsuke was going to win the match. Yep. He was going to go for uh, the Kinshasa. Yep. Is that how you say it? Kinshasa? Kin- Kinshasa, yeah. Kinshasa. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he was going to go for that, which is like a running knee strike. Yeah. So the person's already down on the mat, and then he runs out and just hits him with a knee to the face. So he starts to run, and the camera's focused right on him, and you can see Baron Corbin getting up, and then literally, out of nowhere, you just see Randy Orton just... Dive in the fucking ring, and then it's just yeah. an RKO, and it was like, where the fuck did he come from? He just shoots out from the side, off frame, and just he's already in RKO position as he's flying through the air. It was pretty ridiculous. That was one of the more excellent RKOs that I've seen uh, recently. Um, we had what else? It was Chad Gable versus Jey Uso match. 
Chad Gable got the win, just get some uh, reverse momentum going yes. into, going into the pay-per-view for that title match, the two out of three falls match. Um, AJ Styles fought both Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at the end. That was what the end of the show was, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he fought him in two separate matches. Yeah, Kevin Owens got fake injured. Yep. Um, I don't think much else really went down. Um, Let's talk more about the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm surprised. I that will the, view the XFL. The XFL came back, and I am I am fucking shocked about it. Yeah, like I really am. All right, Josh, I'm gonna show you the clip. <laughs> Mind you, he was not he was not in the match. He was not at ringside. Like he wasn't like he must have been under the ring or something. He just came flying out of fucking nowhere. He probably went through yeah. the ropes, and then just out of nowhere, he just. <laughs> Again, I was gonna say it looked like a stunner. It's, it basically is. It's a stunner where the other person lays out instead of uh, instead of like bending over onto their knees. It's basically the same. But yeah. So what were you we saying about the X? Are the, are the same teams gonna come back? I don't know. Because uh, I know they originally had eight teams. Yeah. And I want to. I, I actually oh, looked it up before because oh, they're classic. I looked it up before because I remember Ryan and I were talking about it, and uh, the Bronx rapists. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, team captain and more. I I love how you st- originally I typed up XFL teams yeah. before and it gave me like a whole entire thing across the board. Now that it came back, yeah. it's all different news. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, all right, so teams. They had in the Eastern Division. It was the Birmingham Thunderbolts. Birmingham, like Alabama. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> a team. Chica- Chicago Enforcers. Okay. The New York, New Jersey Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a slash in there. You get two teams, Jesus price Christ. of one. Uh, Orlando Rage. Yeah. Uh, Western Division was Las Vegas Outlaws, Los Angeles Extreme. That's a fucking dumb name. Memphis Maniacs. Okay. And San Francisco Demons. I gotta say, I like the Demons, and I like the Rage. I could root for a team called the Rage. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you say it. I could vote for a team called the Rage. Rage. <laughs> uh, so yeah, apparently it's coming back in 2020 with eight teams, 10-game season, 40-man roster. From uh, what I heard, uh, when it originally aired... It aired like a week after the Super Bowl happened. Yeah. So it was like another season of football. Yeah. They wanted to do something in the off season. Of and the that's NFL. what it was. Yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, college and professional ball are roughly like right around the same time, I think right? So yeah, pretty much. They're almost on the same schedule. Yeah, college. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure the seasons are pretty much the same length with the the bowl games ending in January. Yes. And uh, but like they just play on Saturdays and Saturdays. Yeah. Sundays. So uh, yeah, it but, says the league will begin play in late January, early February, and goes through the spring. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's what it will do. It'll pick up right where like the Super Bowl would. Right. Be taking place. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Super Bowl, Patriots going back. Fuck them. Number six. Fuck them. <laughs> Piece of shit. They gonna win too. Do you do you really want to? <laughs> what's worse, like wanting the Patriots to win or wanting the Eagles to win? Because you hate. I was gonna say you, you as yeah, a Giants fan, you, you have to hate the Eagles. I do hate the Eagles, but I gotta say personally, I just hate the Patriots <laughs> so much more than the Eagles. You want to see those? Maybe if I like, if I like lived in Philly and saw like, uh, obviously everyone, the whole country knows the Philly fans of any. They're sport terrible. Are the biggest scumbags in the world. <laughs> they threw batteries at Santa. They're fucking monsters. They did what? They threw batteries at Santa. They punched a horse. Yeah. They're fucking lunatics. They are lunatics in the in the worst way. They're pieces of shit. They got human trash. Back those two. Back those last two ones up. <laughs> Through batteries at Santa? Santa. Like a Santa mall Santa. Santa. A mall Santa. Santa. Uh, a Santa. <laughs> there was a Santa and at like, uh, what was it? Like, uh, what was it the vet? Is that it? At the VA? Oh, oh <laughs> the, the field, yeah. Oh. The link. The link. Okay. Um, what is it? Yeah, like they had a Santa come out there and then they threw like, they hucked batteries at him. <laughs> like, you know, you know racist, racist pitcher John Rocker? Yeah. He used to get batteries thrown at him. He's like the opposite of Santa Claus. And He's the goddamn Antichrist. Yeah, he's the shit in Philly throwing batteries at Santa. And what was the other one? Uh, they, they punched, punched a horse. horse. They punched a, when did they punch a horse? When did that happen? 
Um, I'm working on it. I'm okay. looking. Yeah, the Philly fans are just well-known lunatics. What was the other story I heard? Uh, one was a uh, there was a guy uh, in his sta- in the stands like with his son or daughter, like a child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. <laughs> the guy behind them kept like screaming and swearing and shit like that. So the person turns around and goes, "Oh, excuse me, could you just uh, watch your language in front of my kid?" And so that person that was swearing shit. Jams his fingers down his throat and pukes on the kid on purpose. Here it is, I got it. The, the time one guy intentionally threw up on an 11 year old girl. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, the time they beat up Chief Z. Chief Z? Chief Z? Is that the horse's name? No, in 1983, Zima Williams, known as those associated with the. Burgundy and gold is Chief Z. Hit the road for the Redskins-Eagles matchup. Okay. Um, he was beaten up twice. <laughs> twice? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, what well, the time they booed Donovan McNabb right after he was drafted. He brought them to a fucking Super Bowl. Uh, the time Ryan Howard had a beer bottle thrown at him. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Here we go. It keeps going. The time a fellow... A uh, few fellows burned at Sean Jackson's jersey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The time they totally embarrassed themselves against the Capitals. <laughs> I already saw a video of uh, them burning a Brady jersey in the parking lot with a bullet coach. <laughs> oh, the time but... Chris Baker received a cheesecake he never ordered. <laughs> what the fuck? A cheese steak, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, what else we got here? The time an ump had to eject a Phillies fan who was harassing him. <laughs> The time they threw oh snowballs at Santa Claus. I thought it was batteries. Uh hang on, keep going. <laughs> the one uh the time one dude jumped into the penalty box with with Ty Domi. I don't know who that is, but uh, obviously a Flyers player. <laughs> so it just goes to show you, you could be at a Flyers game, you could be at a Phillies game, you could be at an Eagles game. All the fans there are complete monsters and subhuman pieces of shit. <laughs> Chuds. Yeah, they're chuds. They're sewer dwelling monsters. <laughs> Uh, I, I still want to know about this punching a horse. Is this I'm, recent? I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm trying to find something. I mean, I think the, I think the intentionally puking on an 11-year-old is probably the best example of the type of people they are. Because that is just a crazy thing to do. That is fuck. Like, who would even think to do that to someone, let alone a child? Oh, here's another one. Michael Irvin's career-ending injury gets cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Fan with... Fans with D batteries. <laughs> D batteries too. The biggest, the biggest normally available ones. Uh, it, it doesn't really say much about it though. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Former Eagles quarterback Doug Peterson. He's the guy who's a coach right now. Um, yeah, fans hurled batteries at him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Those. Uh, trying to think. If there was anything else, yeah, I, I want to find the horse one. Yeah. Would, um, here we go. Eagles fans won't stop punching horses. <laughs> this is more oh, than it's a chronic problem. This is saying. more than one occasion. <laughs> yeah. Is this like the couch burning in West Virginia? <laughs> that happens, by the way. Couch burning. Couch burning when they win like a football game. There. Oh, like like yeah. Oh, I don't even know what their school's called. West Virginia Tech or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't fucking called. know. I only went there twice in my whole life. What, West Virginia? Yeah. I know. That's... I went there for a tattoo convention, and the first time I was there... A lot of Confederate flags. There were a few, but... <laughs> <laughs> One of the guys at the hotel, he says, Hey, there's going to be a football game on, so if we win, you guys might want to stay at the hotel. And I go, why? And he goes, because... The guys at the college will literally drag their couches outside and light them on fire. I'm about to I'm like, so West Virginia and open up a goddamn furniture company. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make some goddamn money. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but um, continue, Josh. So it said during the tailgate for Sunday's NFC Championship. Oh, it's during a tailgate. Jesus Christ, they're all wound up. The game hasn't even started yeah. yet. Riot police rode horses to break up a scuffle. Fans were bloodied and arrested. For the second time in as many weeks, a fan was arrested for punching a horse. This time, a 19-year-old. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Wait, the horse was 19? How, old the ho- how long the horses live? Are they like sea turtles? They're like 150-year-old horses? <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. Yeah, so that being said... Those are the kind of people whose team I want to win on the Super Bowl. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I know they're not going to win because nothing I ever want to happen happens since 2011 when it comes to football. So, yeah, Patriots going to win another fucking Super Bowl. 
They already had that comeback last year, which just broke me down so much where I have no hope left in the Patriots ever losing a Super Bowl again. Um, yeah, that's right, motherfucker. <laughs> but don't worry, Tom Brady will, will have that one year where he just fucking Brett Favre's it and is all of a sudden terrible, or Peyton Manning's it and is all of a sudden terrible, and that's going to be the most glorious year ever. And then, I don't know about that. And then Bill Belichick will quit hand in hand. You I think Tom Brady's going to quit before he's so bad that he has to quit? He's, I oh, I feel that he said that he's going to quit when he sucks, and he's going to he's going to play until he sucks. I think it's going to be more along the lines of when slash if. Because I'm going to leave it open as an as an optimist about it. Uh, when or if they win the Super Bowl, I feel that that's that's it. You that's, think Brady's going to leave? Yeah. No fucking way in hell. Because I don't think that he could. I don't think that he could feasibly go the distance again. And I know I know that's blasphemy to say, but I don't feel that he could go the distance again and try to go for a seventh fucking ring. I think he could easily. He has, not, he has shown no signs of slowing down. And That's true. He has said most recent, like he gets asked all the time on the radio on EEI, like uh, how when do you like how long do you want to play for? Yeah. And he has always said forty five or fifty. Most recently, he said he's gonna play until he sucks. So he's not walking away from the game. Anymore. All right. Like he, the, every other question, him, he he'll answer like Bill Belichick. Where he'll just walk around the answer and not actually give an answer. But that's something he's definitively said every single time that he's gonna play until he sucks. He's gonna put like. He's going to continue to play. He's not going to go out on a high note just because he can, even though he probably should. Uh, but, yeah, so I look forward to when he's terrible, and then we'll see what kind of coach Bill Belichick is then if he sticks around. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's it for wrestling. <laughs> uh, move on to what you've been reading. I haven't actually read this week. Okay. I actually did, surprisingly. Okay. Did you read it, Josh? Uh, not too much. I started getting into um, Outsiders. The Outsiders a little bit more and started working on um, the Combat Zone or Inside the Combat Zone, it's yeah. called. Um, but it's still like very early on. Okay. It's like they're focusing on the you know the 50s, right about the same time as the Outsiders. So okay. trying to keep it right along those timelines. But other than that, nothing. All right. I read uh, issues one through four. Of the six-part series, uh, Nightwing, The New Order, uh, in which Nightwing is, like, uh, he has pretty much, like, abolished superpowers and made them illegal and shit like that. So, to get into it, how the story starts is, like, there was this big fight between all the villains and superheroes in Metropolis at, at this one point. I think it was in, it was in 2028. And uh, it was, like, three days of constant fighting with, like, thousands of people dying and shit like that. And then Nightwing ended up setting off this weapon that... Uh, like destroyed ninety percent of the superpowers in the uh, on the planet. Okay. Ninety so percent superpowers just were gone. Like people lost their powers, and then after that, they uh, created this like government team called the Crusaders that would basically like hunt down uh, people using superpowers and shit like that because superpowers then became illegal, and uh, every person that had superpowers was required to take inhibitors like a drug that would uh, like. Prevent that prevent you, Yeah, prevent you from being able to use your powers. So it starts out with Nightwing chasing, uh, I think it was Dr. Light, uh, chasing him down because he had been, like, skipping his doses so he could use his powers again. So they had to, like, catch him and uh, make him, like, take the inhibitors. And then uh, you find out that the inhibitors don't work on everyone with powers. So the people who have powers that the inhibitors don't work on, they put in stasis. So they basically freeze them. Until the until doctors can come up with another way to stop them from using their powers, so that's the world that this whole thing sets up. Okay. And, uh, Nightwing has a kid named Jake, with uh, it's uh, him and uh, Starfire's kid. Okay. Uh, but he's no longer with Starfire. Is like not there. She left the family, uh, and then uh, basically what happens is Nightwing gets like a call from uh jake's school and like says they want to call him first and they go in there and then jake is like in a room and he's showing like he's showing similar powers to starfire where he absorbs like ultraviolet light and he can like shoot it out through his eyes and hands and shit like that okay so uh he finds out that jake was keeping his secret for like the past year because he didn't want his dad dick grayson to know about it because he said that people with powers are bad and shit like that so then uh 
Nightwing just found out that he had powers, but his, like, not company, his agency that he works for, the Crusaders, also found out about it. He was going to go tell them the next day and then figure out how to handle it. Uh, but instead, that night, uh, they break down the door, like, without Dick Grayson's knowledge, to his house to take Jake away. And uh, they end up taking, well, first of all, Alfred is there, and he's protecting Jake. He's standing there with, like, a baseball bat. And one of the Crusaders guys tells him to, like, put the bat down, and he refuses to. And instead, he tries to attack the guy. So the guy shoots Alfred in the chest and kills him. So Alfred dies. Holy shit. Yeah. And uh, then they take Jake and uh, uh, Dick Grayson away. And uh, Dick Grayson obviously escapes. He's, like, sitting there in an interrogation room, and he pulls, like, a, he's handcuffed. He pulls, like, a staple out of the thing, out of the chair that's holding the upholstery on, and then picks his uh, handcuffs and then knocks the other dude out and then ends up escaping. Um he goes to, uh, then he's trying, he tries to go find where he thinks they kept Jake, and then uh, John Stewart shows up to stop him. Well, I guess he's like an enforcer for the Crusaders, basically. And uh, so John Stewart pretty much beats the shit out of uh, Nightwing, and then uh, Wally West, like, runs by, picks him up, and brings him to safety. And Wally West is working, like, they he had been trying to catch Wally West for a long time because he's still using his powers. Yeah. He has, like, a small resistance group that all still uses their powers. Um, so Wally West grabs him to save him, brings him to their little, like, hideout, and so it's Wally West, Cyborg, uh, Starfire, and Beast Boy, who Beast Boy does not have, doesn't look like he can use his powers anymore, because, uh, when that weapon went off, uh, it stuck him in mid-transformation, so he looks like a big, like, dog person or lion person. He's, like, stuck mid-transformation. No shit. Um, so yeah, so then, like... He talks to Starfire and stuff, and they have to. They decide they know where uh, Jake is being held, so they go to like uh, rescue him. And the last thing I saw at the end of issue four, I think it's only a six part, which I haven't picked up the other two issues yet. Um, they're at the facility where they found Jake, and they're going to leave with him. And then Mister Freeze shows up to stop them. So that's where the last issue ended up. But oh shit! It's a really cool fucking story, and like I like these little like. No, this this is the Nightwing book itself, or. Uh, no, no, this is a special, like, Elseworlds story. Oh, okay. It's only a six-part thing. It's oh, okay. I didn't know if this was, like, a continuation, like, like uh, a veering off within, like, the Nightwing story. No, no, this is a complete different side story, so. That's why I like that, like, they can do different shit, like, kill Alfred in, like, the first fucking issue. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's pretty much an Elseworlds story. So. Oh, alright. Nightwing, the New Order. Um, it's really good, though. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I read. So we can move on to video games. like I feel like 
after just playing like eight hours of Wolfenstein, I probably don't want to play through all of Wolfenstein 2 right away. You're like, I don't want to see this game for like another year. <laughs> yeah, because I have Wolfenstein 2. It's supposed to be really, really good. Like the story's supposed to be awesome. All right. But I don't know if I can handle playing another like 12 to 15 uh, hours probably. That's, how long it that's is. an investment is right. what that is. Uh, like, it wouldn't be bad if I didn't just play the old one, but I mean, a little burnt. I don't play that many first-person shooters for me to be able to play two back-to-back like that. So, uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all I played. So, games. would you say that the game was glorious? I would say it was glorious. I do have one. Josh? No, I don't got it. I don't either. All right. It's all you, Nick. It's all me? Yeah. You got a good one, though, you said. <laughs> I do have a good one. All right. Uh, so a couple days ago, um, left work a little early. I uh, decided to pick up a new uh, case for my iPad. Yep. You know, the other one was definitely getting a little more on the beat-up side. So uh, one of the guys that I work with, uh, Jesse, he was showing me his case. And I was like, you know what? I like that. You know, it's got like the whole book fold kind of. This is mine now. This is mine. Yeah, this is mine. Give it to me. (laughs) The keys to your house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So he told me where he got it. He was like, hey, um, I got it over at Staples. And I was like, okay, well, we only have one fucking Staples around here. So. Where the fuck is there a Staples? Fairhaven. That's still there, huh? That yeah, it is. Even yeah, it still is. I assume right. it died with the Kmart. No, no. D- most of Kmart looks like a fucking burnt down mess now. They got ghosts. Oh, they do. <laughs> um, so I went there, went down one of the aisles, uh, didn't really know where the fuck anything was. You know, I don't really do a lot of retail shopping, so it was one of no, those... No, staples. Yeah, true. Ain't nobody going to staples. No. So I was like, hey, um, iPad cases? And they were like, yeah, it's right over here. You know, So I looked at a few of them. Found the one that I liked. iPad cases, you got them? <laughs> Pearson's, got them? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I asked the guy, I was like, hey, well, you know, will this fit this one? You know, the, the old yada yada bullshit, the old small talk. And uh, so I go up to the, the front desk <clears throat> to pay for it. And then I just stole it. I said, fuck it. No, no. <laughs> I said, come get me, cops. <laughs> so uh, as I'm cashing out, the guy goes, so you have an iPad. Yeah. Good Lord. And he was like, have you heard about our liquid glass? And I went, no. And he goes, do you want to? And I went, no. <laughs> and he goes, hey, Dale over here is going to show you about it. And I went, please no. Dale can fuck himself. <laughs> so he comes over and he goes, hey, how you doing? I'm like, good. I told you I'm not interested. And he goes, I bet, you, I, bet I could change your mind. And I went... Does it do a fucking car salesman? Yeah, I was like, dude, I was like, staples. I was like, dude, I just, I just want to get my case and I want to go. Yeah. And he goes, let me show you really quick. And he says, no, Dale. <laughs> and he was like, you think this is uh, like a regular piece of glass, right? And I go, it's because it is. And he goes, no, liquid glass. And I went, so it's, it's water or what? Sir, what do you know what a liquid is? Yeah. And he was like, You're no. He's like, you. He was like, you paint it on. Like a liquid, yeah. and then it turns into this glass fucking substance. Okay. I don't know. But he's like tapping it. So and he's selling you nail polish. Pretty much. He's selling you a clear yeah. color. Yeah. yeah, it's epoxy. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much all it is. So he's showing me, and then he takes his keys off and decides he's going to like scrape up and down this picture frame. And I'm like, dude, it's a picture frame. And he goes, no, it's liquid glass. I'm like, I can see you holding a picture frame. <laughs> and he goes, no. He's scraping it. And I went, oh, okay. So I look at it. And you guys have seen the, my brass ring before. Yeah. So I go, and it fucking shatters <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> nice. All you heard was just a quick little tink, yep. and it just went. <laughs> and I, I went, would not like to purchase this. And I, was, and I was like, you know what? I don't want this. <laughs> yeah. Both the guys are looking. The, the guy holding it like this. <laughs> I know most people can't see it, yeah. but it's a very shock and awe face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, you uh, you guys have yourself a good one. <laughs> I don't even remember the guy's name was Dale. It's just the only name I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like an ex- exciting investment I, opportunity. You want to buy some of that shit? The, uh, the caption that I put in my phone 
I put shattering dreams. <laughs> the old gold dust classic. Yeah. Shattering dreams. <laughs> you should have done that in his face. <laughs> like, but just the fact of watching him after I like tapped it with my fucking ring and it just, it didn't blow out. It didn't like spider web. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it definitely at, like hit a point and you start just like crack in two different directions. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, Sorry. <laughs> the shit ain't steel. What the fuck? Yeah. Liquid glass my ass. If it was liquid, it would bend. If it was liquid, my finger would have gone right through it, dummy. <laughs> Don't try to sell me a picture frame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to do our wrap-up before we start the music because we have a very special song okay. uh, this week that was shown to me by my good friend, Kurt Chipman, uh, and it is one of the funniest songs I've ever heard. It's by Wheeler Walker Jr. It's called Redneck Shit, so I'm going to give you our little spiel, and then you can listen to that song. It's fucking hilarious, I promise. Um... You can get our episodes every Tuesday when I put them up. You can get them on iTunes, or you can rate and review us. You can get it on any podcast app, or you can get it uh, from our website, nerdabit.com, where you can stream or download it. You can follow us on Snapchat and Instagram at Podcast, and you can email us at podcast at nerdabit.com. And that's it. See ya. American by birth and Southern by the grace of God means that everything I do, I do it right. New York and California, you can go and have your fun, but down here I got a list of what I like. Eating tater tots and pussy, sucking mountain dew and tits. Keep my grandma in his nutsack and I suck my boss's dick. Fuck my cousin in her asshole before I finish on her tits. Then I shoot my neighbor's cat, I love that My friends and me, man, we don't give a lick. You can read this, then the bitch fell off. That's a sticker on a bike, sure, but it's also a tattoo inked on my dick. Taking pictures of my mama while she's trying to take a shit. Then I'm throwing rocks at cripples and I laugh when they get hit. Pull my picker out at Walmart, then I pop my sister's in. Checking off my neighbor's daughter. Show the clip, and I tell my brother.